big rocks and all that sort of thing. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and Hello. welcome along Hello. to the Mick Wall podcast with co-hosted, co-hosted, co-hosted by my dear friend yes. and superior, Johnny James Hopkins. How's Hello. that? Is that better? That's much better. That's much Thank better. Thank you. You're such a kind man. I'm, I'm a very kind yes. man. Right, so if you could speak up a little bit above your normal sort of gay, sort of, you know, you know what I mean? Um, sorry, I, I didn't mean to use that word in a derogatory way. No. You're, you're one of the nice gays. <laughs> you, get, yeah. you, get so, you, you look like we're going to be cancelled. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, well, I won't be cancelled. I didn't say anything. Well, no, your you might will, be cancelled. Your brethren will stick up for you. You, you might be cancelled very soon. <laughs> Anyway, John, um, great to be back. We're back, yeah, yeah. Um, and today, there's a there's a subject which has come up a little bit on my messages. Um, people very very curious about this whole augmentation of live yeah. performance. I've been well, asked things like, "So they're miming?" No, uh, well, not entirely. Um, I was asked, "So what about like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards? Are you saying they're miming?" No, I'm saying it's augmented. And someone else said, so if I had that technology, could I sound, could me and my mate sound like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards? Again, no. Yeah, but I think soon you were. I mean, AI, you will be able to. Well, absolutely. Just you, you, plug yourself into your AI. Ver- the, AI cause the AI version of me, I see very much as being a musician. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you'd be in Journey. Yes, probably you? something like that. You'd yeah. be like the singer in yeah, Journey. Very probably, yeah. Except when the guitar solos come on, and then you would be. I'd also be the guitarist. I'd be. I'd be, I'd be everyone in Journey. I yes. wouldn't be the drum. Bother with the drummer. No, like that. no. Just let the AI do that. <laughs> but you know, you say that, but that you know, with virtual reality, my son has a headset, and obviously, it's AI will be indistinguishable Way. from reality, but. Um, he had me walking on the edge of a building and he was like, go on, Dad, just step off just, the end. Yeah. I was like, and I, I, I'm in the lounge. I know I'm not on a building. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck that. And he went to push me. I was like, no, mm. no. And he was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. yeah even the girls yeah. took a step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a good point. My thought about AI would be that um, you could uh, go and see Journey, for instance, back in 82 or 85. Yeah, you'd be a time machine it, yeah. Yeah, it was Led Zeppelin. You know, uh, oh, I'd like to see Led Zeppelin at Madison Square Garden. Um, No, not even that, because that was filmed, wasn't it? I'd like to see Led Zeppelin at Bath Festival. Or you could probably invent a venue. You could probably say, I'd like to see Led Zeppelin at, you know, the Lions of Longleat <laughs> playing in a safari park and they just do it. Uh, Jimmy Page playing cricket at Lord's. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see Jimmy Page open the batting 
Okay, he's a big against, cricket fan. Against you know. the West Indies attack of uh, <laughs> yeah, 1976. It'd be quite funny, yeah. I'd like to see John Bonham uh, in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. As the, uh, what was he called? The Thing? The Thing in the bondage stuff. What was he called? The Gimp. The Gimp! Yeah. I'd like to see Bonham versus the Gimp. Yeah. See, so all of these things will happen. At the moment, you've just got what you describe as augmentation which is which is you know i i mean i presume what it is is for example if journey have on don't stop believing backing vocals and all of those things they're 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 recorded you know they're multi-tracked and all of that stuff and they just come in and you hear those uh beneath the singer i presume that's what's going on well that's one of the things that's going on you know the the, the point is i think that there's a whole array there's a what do you call oh, sorry there's a menu there's a menu of stuff you can do depending on uh what kind of artist you are and what sort of music you intend to play how decrepit you are rossi francis rossi told me and this is a couple of years ago he said because uh, he rambles so he doesn't sort of go oh let me tell you a story it, it will just come out of nowhere and he was like um uh, he said look if we don't do it we're going to sound crap because everybody else does it. Yeah. I'm thinking, what do they do to make status quo augmented? Mm. What do you augment? I mean, they're quo. Yeah, but I mean, I do kind of get it in a way, you know, because a lot of the time those bands, you're sort of competing with your younger self as well, aren't you? So that kind of... That's a very good point. You know, I always remember... Oh, was it? I, I interviewed Rick Parfit and then... He was telling me about his guitar and the fact he would use this really heavy gauge strings. Right. And he had really strong hands. I remember Rossi saying that that was where the Quo sound came from, was the fact that Rick had these big, strong hands. He played these very heavy strings. Right. It was like that, you know, that's where it comes from. Wow. So if Rick's not there, yeah, which is sadly not, you know, then what? But his strong yeah. hands are still yeah. there. Yeah, so you need that. That's where that attack came from. You yeah. know? It's like Iommi and his fingers, isn't it? You're never going to get another guitarist like that unless you chop their bloody fingers off uh, well, and he, get them to he, put washing up bottles on the <laughs> end. <laughs> but you even know. then, I, mean, I remember, um, again, years ago, talking to someone that, uh, an editor of a, one of those instrument magazines, there used to be loads of them, didn't there? Beat Instrumental. Bass, bass Monthly. <laughs> I think there's still two of them. <laughs> Joel McIver edits them both. Yeah. Um, and uh, drummer. Yeah. In brackets, for drummers. Yeah. What drums do you use? Yeah. yeah anyway, well. they were saying, look, um, you know, you could give anybody in the world, we'll say I owe me, you could give them, well, no, because you'd have to do the fingers, you could give them Brian May's guitar. Yeah. His amps, his whole setup, his roadies come in and they set it up exactly as they do for Brian every night. And you're the biggest Queen fan in the world. You know exactly what Brian plays. You're going to come in and, and play the solo to Killer Queen or whatever it yeah. is. He said, you ain't going to be able to do it. No. You won't even sound no. fucking close. Yeah. So I don't think it's that they can use this technology and, oh, now I'm Mick Jagger. I mean, with AI course but that's not where that's not what we're talking about right now um do you remember and i was trying to think how long ago it was it's got to be over 10 years 
hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, got to be the O's, the Naughties. There was a controversy in classic rock where someone had claimed that David Coverdale was using technology on his voice. Right. Yeah. And I hadn't paid any attention to this. And then, lo and behold, about six months later, I'm doing a phoner with him for something. And the PR says, oh, and by the way, don't bring up that stuff about... And I'm like, what stuff? Yeah. He said, well, he's already answered those questions. And I'm like, what questions? And the question was, are you using technology to prop up your ageing voice? Of course he fucking was, because everybody was and everybody is. But at the time it was like, (gasps) what? Coverdale? Yeah. But, so I think it's been the norm for decades now. But I think, I mean, I I think I told you before, we said this before, my friend Ian Jeffrey, the tour manager, who was with ACDC in the 70s and Ozzy in the 80s, Metallica, and then ended up doing U2 again, like in the noughties. And he was saying, you know, with ACDC, it was a battle every night. You never knew what you were up against because it was real sound. There might be 200 people there. There might be 500. It would be this rickety old place. It would be this high-tech place. Every day yeah. there was a fight. He said, U2. He said, you literally, you hit the click on the laptop, you go and have dinner. Yeah. So nice. what's he clicking on the laptop? Yeah. It can't just be the light. Well, you see, well, you know what emerged this week, or since our last conversation, is uh, I mean, this is probably, you know, uh, the uh, internecine wars between Motley Crue and yes. the dealer. Yes, this is what we want to hear about well, the think, dealer. I think the, the dealer, dealer has dealt the, the dealer. Death blow. The dealer has dealt from the bottom of the deck, <laughs> as is his wont, and he's put out. A video of his uh, monitor sound when he's playing live on the cruise. So this is what he has through his monitor and in his in-ear sound. So when he puts those things... When he's playing live with the crew. When he's playing live with the crew, this is what Mick Mars is hearing and doing. So this is his response to the fact they're saying Mick couldn't play the songs. Mick Mick was doing this, that and the other. And what so what does Mick Mars hear through his ear when the crew are playing? Well essentially all he hears is this. He's got a click track. Oh right, a click track. Just got a click track just doing that, so it's giving him the beat. It's not even Tommy Lee's drums, it's a click track, just giving him the twos and fours or four or four, whatever it is they're playing. And you hear Mick's guitar, so and you realise when you hear what a guitarist is playing during a song that how boring most of it must be because you are just through girls, girls, girls you just go that's my favourite part surprisingly this may this may shock you he doesn't have Vince's vocal in his ear no I mean that may shock you because you do pick up a bit of Vince in the background, and it's just like girls, girls, girls. like some old drunk <laughs> shouting in the corner of a pub who you can just barely hear. And, and does he not hear and Nicky's sonic bass? But the other thing is, you see Vince walking around on the stage, and 
you hear him like putting the mic to the audience and all of this. And he, it's the classic. He puts the mic to the audience while the Vince Neil voice is still coming out <laughs> of his microphone, you know. So it's like, yeah, you know, good, good deal from the dealer because he, he didn't even have to say anything. He didn't even have to say it's all there. Everything you need to know is there. Well, he's, a, he's always been say. a man of few words. Few words. He sees, I don't need to say anything. Just listen. And you, if you've got a brain, you'll be able to work out what's happening. He lets the music do the talking. And I have to say, the dealer wasn't bad. You know, his guitar bits were fine until he started to go a bit off-piste <laughs> towards the end of one of them. It was a bit ropey, but then I but mean, but maybe he was just who improvising. Who knows what the fuck's going on? It was yeah. a solo. Yeah, he's probably bearing his soul. Yeah, probably. yeah, no? a bearing of the soul. Yeah, guitarists are allowed to go to, off piece. Oh, yeah, so especially I, I think, the caliber. So of I'm the saying, dealer. so I'm saying now that I think the dealers won this one. I think he's got it in the bag. What will they come back with though? Well, I don't know because what can they? Because he's come back with his in ear thing. So, I mean, this is. The genuine thing. This is what happened. What if uh, Nicky comes back with his in-ear thing? <laughs> that's all that's going to be. I mean, yeah, but in the and in the background you can hear Mick instead of like you know, na 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 na. You hear? Well, they said they said he was playing the wrong song. So I mean, conceivably. <laughs> These click tra- tracks could have been... He could have been supposed to be playing something else. Yeah. We don't know that. Or they might have tricked him. Yeah. You know, it's like we all, we always do Girls, Girls, yeah. Girls, Seventh Song yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, That click track, though, it's probably the same for every song, isn't it, with Motley Crue? Probably, pretty much. I mean, if you, you I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find it. And that is all you hear, you see it. No, I did listen, but it's on... Yeah. To, to I think clear, that's a click track. I don't think that's the drums. I think that's a click track. No, it definitely isn't the drums. Yeah. No, a click track is metronomic. It's yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. And they've been using those since the early 90s. Yeah. And it um, just keeps... I mean, it makes sense. Usually for drummers, though. It makes sense. Do you think... I mean, the crew shows, they're on a big stage. So you're not always going to be by your monitor. So you've just got something... In, you're not always going to be by the drums. You're not always... You know, there's probably going to be 50 feet between you and the bass player. So you're not going to be necessarily hearing what they're doing. So if you've got in your head the rhythm of the song you're playing, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Other than the fact he's probably played it four million times. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But then you look, you're just trying to do it right that night, aren't you, I suppose? But are we picking on the, the crew and the dealer? Well, no, because they're the ones who've they've come out they've with shed they, the light. They were the ones who said, you know, Mick's playing the wrong song... You know, he's not there half the time. He can't, whatever he can't do, they say he, he can't play anymore. That's what they're saying. Well, you know, newsflash, Vince, <laughs> if he could ever fucking sing, can't <laughs> sing anymore. And yet coming out of the PA is this, sound, you know, Vince Neil sound. And Nicky, is he any good on the bass? I mean, is he playing the bass? I mean, I'm trying to think about the bass. You don't really didn't, hear the de- bass. didn't the dealer say Nicky Six hasn't played bass since, like, you know, yeah. 1980? Five or something. Yeah. Because, see, what might happen now, is what should really happen is the dealer will come and spill the beans about Matthew Tripp. Because <laughs> <laughs> the dealer, the dealer was the one who allegedly recruited Matthew Tripp. Yeah. Wasn't it, when he yeah. found him sleeping in a car. Yeah. Practicing yeah. a bass. Yeah. He went, you can play bass. You're yeah. in. Oh, we didn't even ask him if he could play bass. 
Well, he just wait, thought didn't. he looked well, like clearly he, he didn't need yeah, to. Didn't need to, yeah. Let's get to. let's try and get hold of the dealer. That would be great. If he just said, "No, I'm going to spill the whole lot now, the you whole know, charade." You know, people talk about getting guests on the show, and yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. I would I, I would actually only agree to Mick Mars coming on the, the show. The dealer. Yeah. Let's put an invitation There's out there. There's only one now. guest we would ha- accept on this show. Because I tell you what, he is my hero. He really is. He's the ultimate 80s rock star. Yeah, he is. He was always authentic, I think. You know, in brackets, in inverted commas, because he could play. Well, yeah, he Nick, can. Nicky looked good. Vince looked good in the 80s. Tommy looked good. Mick, God bless him, he didn't look the best, but he could play. He was the one guy in the group yeah. that really actually had What's it called? Musical talent. Had the chops. He had the chops. Yeah. He had the strong hands. Yeah. He had the strong hands. Tommy's a good drummer. You know, he's a yeah, good, he's good rock, drummer. Yeah. 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 And then Nicky, you know, the bass, you just, you, if well, you it, could, it's re- relatively simple, isn't it? I mean, it well, it depends. I mean, bass is a fan. I mean, not if you're, not if you're like Geddy Lee or something, but I mean, it's not going to take Geddy Lee long to play girls, 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 is it? <laughs> So how's it? Do, 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 do. So how would the bass go? Dunga 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 dunga. I don't know. I've never. I mean, no one listens dunga, to it, do dunga, they? Dunga. We can't hear it, yeah, can you? you? Don't it's care, not like do Maiden. You? Yeah, we know we can We're hear the bass in you're Maiden. You're forced to listen to it. <laughs> 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 you go and see Iron Maiden. You're gonna hear the bass. That's just the way it is. <laughs> you better like. Yeah, bass. you better like. It's like when you went to see Manowar and Jerry DeMeo did the solo there. The, the Black the, Wind. Yeah, the Black... No, but what was it? He did the... Um, he did the classical music thing, didn't he? He played it super fast. Flight of the Bumblebee, was oh, yeah. it? Because <laughs> obviously it's better if it's played at supersonic speed. On a loud electric yeah. guitar and oh, a heavy metal yeah. gear. No, but a loud electric bass. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yes, of course. Well, that was... Yeah. Joey was by a, a man, bass player. By a man in a loincloth. It's always way better. I'm sure I've told you of the trip I took with Crusher and Malcolm Dove <laughs> in, I'm going to say, 84. Right, yeah. Um, we had Man of War on the cover of Kerrang! in Rightly their loincloths. So. Rightly so. And, um, uh, and they were coming to play the Hammersmith Odeon. And uh, I had no idea what the fuck... I, was not, I wasn't even listening. It was just an excuse to get out of the office, you know. Are you going to come with us to hear the Black Wind? You know, uh, but Crusher was always always had great uh, sort of sayings for you know, will you come and see the whatever it was, yeah. you know, the Black Wind? It didn't yeah. mean anything; it just meant that was his word for man or war. Yeah, you're going to come and witness, experience the Black Wind. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah of course we are. I don't know what he's talking about. So um, we turn up. And me, Malcolm and Crusher, you know, the, the cutting edge of Kerrang. Yeah, the three amigos. <laughs> and Joey DeMeo comes out and he, and he, it's sound check and he hooks it all up, whatever they're going to do. And we literally shows us, we have to stand there with our heads in the bass bin like Ooh. this. You will experience the power of the black wind. And wow. I'm like, go on in, mate. Yeah. Next thing. I'm looking at Crusher, I swear to God. It's like those astronauts when they're taking off. You know, they... It's like that. Wow. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I couldn't fucking hear anything for about three hours. Yeah, because yeah. they were the—I mean, they were the loudest band I ever saw at the Hammersmith Odeon. And then when they made Achilles, they made a concept <laughs> a concept album. It had on it a song called Achilles, Agony and Ecstasy in Eight Parts, and it was amazing. Me and Paul Elliott loved it. It was when, <laughs> it was when Kerrang had moved to Carnaby Street, oh, right, right. and they were going to come into the office and review the singles. Joey DeMeo and Eric Adams. <laughs> <laughs> and so me and Paul True Elliot, me and Paul Elliot, death uh, to false yeah, metal. exactly having nothing better to do with our time we made an arch out of cardboard <laughs> it was ridiculous <laughs> like a kind of had daggers and stuff on it and when we heard they were coming up the stairs we we turned Achilles, <laughs> the agony in the exit, up as high as the Kerrang stereo. It was really fucking loud. It was like vibrating. And it had the arch and they came up the stairs and went, dun, 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 dun. And they fucking loved it. They loved it. You know what magazine was next door at the time? Select. Imagine, imagine what they thought of that. Mark Ellen going, ooh, what's going ooh, on? Pulp of yeah, yeah. Here comes Joey in his fucking loincloth. <laughs> he thought it was so excellent I had a phone call later that afternoon and he goes uh, I've got something for you come over to the hotel which was inevitably the uh... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's that? The Columbia. Oh, the Columbia. The bucket of blood yeah, as it yeah, used to yeah. be now. Yeah, um, he gave me like one of those electronic personal organizers, which were very new at the time. You know, it was like before you could get an actual phone or anything like that, and it was just like a, it's like a electronic diary. Oh, and you would tap the keys. Rings a bell. I don't. A very early sort of version of a BlackBerry or something. But I mean, really? you couldn't really do much. Yeah, he gave me one of those. Did it have the Man of War logo? No, it didn't. I really wish it had. It was very kind of him. He's a very nice man. Very nice man. He's a very nice man. All I had in those days was a Filofax. I don't know what he gave Paul Elliott. I don't think Paul Elliott got anything. But <laughs> <laughs> Paul had made most of the arch. Ah, <laughs> uh, but he was not uh, true metal. No, that's right. You know, recognise game recognises game, as they say. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, without the M on it, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, I've lost our thread. What were we talking about? Oh yeah. So I mean, can you imagine Man of War? Well, yeah, but they were so loud. But they were so loud. It didn't matter. I mean, they were so loud. It got to the point where you couldn't actually hear what they were doing, right? Because it was so yeah loud. It was you know, it was just a noise. Yeah. The black wind. The black. Weird. So the dealer, the dealer, is not in that kind of league, but 
I think the dealer has won this one in terms of the augmentation. I think he, I think he, he won from the word go. So the crew, what's interesting so is I think how the they crew are pushing have to, back on it. Yeah, the crew are going to have to pay out, I think. Because now Nicky's just going, oh, we're in the studio, we're recording an album, you know, with our very good friend, John Five. Right. You know, he's but, very soon going to be... But that was their thing, wasn't it? Mick's retired from touring, but he'll still be involved. Yeah, he in said you. he was still going to make an album. Well, where is he? He's not where there, is he? is he? He's not there. Vince is there. <laughs> no. Is he yeah. though? Well, he's there. Oh, he's I don't know there, what he's doing. But is he singing? Well, who knows? Home sweet home. I mean, you know, it's hard to imagine what Vince is going to come up with these days. Do we even need a new Motley crew? No, of course we don't. Is I think it, this is probably their distraction tactic. Let's. Although I tell you what, I was at the gym the other day. Uh, and I have it on uh, while I'm gymming, while I'm pushing my body to the limits yeah. of its physical it's endurance. It's barely seen by man. This is not a mistake, by <laughs> the way. I'm gesturing to my cathedral-like body. Yeah. Or not cathedral-like, it is a cathedral. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'm on the synchro, the cross-trainer, yeah. giving it, giving yeah. it. Like what was it? Nordic skiing. That's right. Yeah. That's I. I, I yeah. feel the wind. I was going to say feel the wind in my hair. That's maybe stretching yeah. the point. But um, feel the sweat in my. But that's eyes. the one there where you've got the rifle over. It's James Hetfield <laughs> did a sport. That's the sport he do because you have to stop and shoot and then you put your gun back on. You're back on that. That's right. Nordic skiing. But you have to go at that particular time of year when the bears are just yeah. coming out of hibernation. Yeah. And then you stop. It gives you time to stop and aim. Well, they, you're supposed to slow your heart rate down. That's the key. That's why they're supreme athletes. So they stop and they go... And all their heart rate drops and everything. And they just hold the gun, fire, back on the shoulder, back on... Wow. Heart rate back up through the roof yeah. again. Well, that would be slow the heart rate, speed it up. Yeah. That's a good... Uh, what do you call it? Good... Uh, cardiovascular workout yeah that's the yeah. That was Nordic skiing man. that's yeah. what I'm telling you well I, I do Nordic skiing but you without do the, the sh- gun you don't, yeah without you need the to gun. get yourself a gun uh, yeah I do you're yeah. right you're right I will consider that but I have on my on my amazing headphones I have um, on shuffle I have various rock tunes because I find them handy and uh, purely on shuffle the other day there I'm giving it you know to the max yeah and Motley Crue came on. Ooh. Now, if it's Dr. Feelgood, you're in luck. Because yeah. that really goes. Girls, girls, girls is good. Crazy horse in Paris, France. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wild side. Perfect. Yeah, take a walk. Take a walk. Take a walk on the wild side. Written by, composed by, composed by M. Tripp. You're not going to let that Never go, Never let it you? go, not till the no. dealer's on here, yeah. telling us the truth. Well, we, we, we were going to say we've got to extend the hand of friendship to, to the Mick dealer, Mars, yes. Because he is my favourite rock star from the 80s. He's a man of fucking integrity, and he's been shat on for yeah. too long. And if you ever want to come on here, Mick, we promise We give you, you a platform. We will build an arch. We will, yeah. So, so I'm at the gym. Motley Crue comes on, but it's not one of the ones that normally comes on. It was looks that kill. Oh, yeah, she's got 
the looks, the kill. It's a really early one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, since then I can't get it out of my head. She's got the looks, the kill. But it's the riff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then you go. Dan, dan, Sounds a bit like the Flintstones. Dan, 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 dan. That's all Mick. That is all Mick. Yeah. He brought yeah. class to the yeah. crew. He did. Well said. Thank you. So, Mick, if you're listening, come Which on. He undoubtedly is. Yes. So we're going to move away from augmentation with the final words. They listen, mate. They stop asking me questions. Not you. The people yeah, that ask me. Stop asking them. questions. They do it. They all fucking do it. Yeah. The, the ones that can. The ones that can afford it. Free to those that can afford yeah, it. Very expensive to, to those, those that have to play live. Yeah. yeah. In a club. Yeah, you wouldn't want to see them. The only one I don't think does it, and only because, it, you know, his voice does sound... If he, do, if he was doing it, his voice would sound better, let's yeah, put it like that, yeah. is Elton John. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm Jill Danding. Yeah. But then when, <laughs> when you get to... When the gig's a certain size as well, you just want to hear something that... Yeah. Approximate Selton John, you're quite happy. Yeah. 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 All right. So moving on from that, I forgot. Oh, yeah. So we've gone from that to a, a thing that I thought had died out, but has right. been brought back. Um, Roger Waters. Now, I, I, I've listened to a tiny bit of it because you know, how many more times do you need to hear Dark Side of the Moon, yeah. you know, which is one of my favorites. I'm going to take you to the Dark Side of the Moon. That one. One day you look behind, ten years have gone behind you. No one told you when to run. Da da da! You missed the starting gun. Mm, yeah, that's good. That's a good bit. That's that good. stayed with me my whole. I was fourteen yeah. when I heard that, and I, yeah. I still felt remember death it. Death yeah. on my shoulder. Yeah. So uh, it's the fiftieth anniversary, and oh, what a surprise! Pink Floyd have put out a special fiftieth anniversary. Yaddy, they did it for the forty, did it for the thirty, did it for the twenty. You know, give me a fucking break. Um, Roger Waters has put out his own, ver- or is putting out in May, yeah. as we speak, might yeah. be even there now, his own version of Dark Side of the Moon, which is exactly the same, except <laughs> none Dave, of the others. Dave Gilmore's not on it. <laughs> none of them are on it, yeah. as far as I know. Yeah. Definitely not Gilmore. And he's come out and said, look, I wrote it, all this wee stuff. I yeah. wrote it. It was my record, and I can do what I like. Um, what do you make of that? Well, this is one of those things that, see, I always thought, now this may be just my opinion, is that, you know, Waters, I'm sure he did, he did write, write all that stuff, you know, was the one who originated that stuff. Mm. But Gilmore's the one who put the guitar solos on it that everyone remembers and, you know, came up with the, you know... Um, the intro to "Wish You Were Here" and yeah. all of you know all of those little. Yeah. I don't know if he did come up. Be, I'm 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 busking. I don't know what he came. Dave Gilmore. Here, here's an example. Okay, the wall, right? Everyone loves the wall. What is the thing on the wall that everyone loves? Comfortably, Comfortably numb. numb. Dave Gilmore. Who wrote "Comfortably Numb"? Dave Gilmore. So Roger writes all the way. It's this pain to his agony as yeah. growing up as a post-war child or whatever it is. But the bit everyone remembers is comfortably numb, and that's Dave Gilmore's bit. And also, when he finally got rid of them all and did make a Pink Floyd album on his yeah, own, no one wanted the to. final, the final cut. Yeah, it was like cutting your own fucking teeth. Yeah. Out. and all his yeah. solo albums. I, I, I think I said this before to you. I, 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 
I, I knew I knew this. He was now working in radio, this engineer. And uh, I used to work in radio, and I bumped into him. I said, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm working on the new Roger Waters album. And that album was amused to death when it came out, yeah. early 90s. I went, new Roger Waters album? I said, that must be depressing. And he goes, no, it's fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, clearly, he could, Dark Side of the Moon would not have existed if the four... Exactly. Hadn't. That's the thing. It's that. It's that. You know. It's like there's a that famous story of, I can't remember the guy who was at like the, this huge advertising agency, and he was the head of it. And they get the British Airways account, and all the guys oh, are beavering. Yeah, all the guys are beavering away. You know, and they come up with this you know uh, phrase, and it's the world's greatest airline. And the guy, the lead Saatchi. guy, Sachi, just takes out his pen. And he crosses out greatest and he writes favourite. Well, and now it's like, and that becomes the, everyone remembers, oh, it's the world's. The, now, who wrote that? And it's like, he didn't sit around coming up with the the world, all this. He didn't come up with it. He just, change a word, that, but it's the right word. Change a word. Get a third. We'll get more than a the, third the, in his case. The but, story I heard, which may be apocryphal, but it's even, it's even nicer better. than that. Go on. Apparently, because it was the brothers, Charles and the other one, the Saatchi brothers. Bruce. Apparently, they, they were playing chess. Oh, okay. And a minion comes over and goes, oh, sorry to interrupt you. What do you think of this? You know, the world's greatest airline. Yeah. Just looked and crossed out greatest and fame. Yeah, yeah. Genius. So, yeah, it's that thing. of it, So it's like they come up comfortably numb and Dave Gilmore plays that guitar so you go that's the bit everyone remembers you know that's the bit or Dark Side that's of the Moon the, the great gig in the skies yeah. is all Rick Wright yeah, yeah there are no lyrics yeah. yeah there's just that beautiful piano yeah so it's all of them it's like so Waters is coming up with the ideas he's come up with the concepts and no one's trying to take that away from him no one's trying to say you didn't come up with that uh, no one's trying to say you know Everyone knows the wall is his story. It's his thing, and it's a work of great art. You know, no one's trying to say it's not, but it, it's just you know they've fallen out. They've uh, diametrically opposing political views, and it's become this great clusterfuck. Uh, yeah, that's fuck, the other thing: it? is Gilmore's wife accused Walters of being anti-Semitic. Yeah, and because of some comments he made. Yeah, he's very pro. Jerusalem. He's very pro-Palestine. Right, he's pro-Palestine. Right, right. Very, very much so. Yeah. Is that the um, contrarian in him? I'm not. I'm not I don't want to get into politics. No, but it probably is. Yeah, he is a contrarian, isn't he? So it's probably a bit of that, and the fact that like they've been, you know, their whole lives have been yoked together. They've had the, how long has this been going on for? You know, Waters left Floyd. What? How many decades Back in the ago? 80s, yeah, forty years. They did the one thing at Hyde Park where they sort of got together and played three songs. Or live it was. Yeah, but Waters, a bit like uh, David Lee Roth, all these years would have given his right fucking toenail yeah. to, to, to be back in Florida. And also, yeah, the other thing is, though on the records, Waters sings all of these things. Now, Gilmore's been singing them for so long, you kind of have his voice in your head when you hear those songs. I always thought Gilmore sang a few of the songs on I'm Dark sure he Sony. did. Didn't I'm he sure sing he, Money? I'm sure, I'm sure he Money. does. Money! Yeah. It's a bit like Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel in Jersey. Yeah. They sound alike. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Because Gilmore definitely sang, like, on Medal... Um, he sang um, that acoustic one with the dog barking. Ah, it's a wonderful one, but I can't remember what it's called. But why would you... Even, okay, so you're all fucked up. Oh, they hate me, I hate them. Why would you re-record the whole yeah. album with other well, I'll people? Tell you, well, I'll tell you why. Because I t you know who has done that? 
and she's a great business success. No, Taylor Swift. She because she had a massive row with her record company. Oh yeah. So she has re-recorded her whole back catalogue and called them Taylor's version. And and now that's all anyone plays on Spotify. So that's kind of worked for her because you know it means all of the royalties that she wasn't getting, she is now getting. So maybe Waters thinks, oh well, everyone will play my version when yeah. they're on my Spotify page. Yeah. Who knows? I yeah, don't know. I don't think they will. I think it'd be like it would be like uh, fucking Paul McCartney. You don't have to be a Beatles fan for this. Just an analogy. Paul McCartney re-recording all of Sergeant Pepper without yeah. the others. It's like, why? Yeah, unless uh, you're going to do a kind of radically different take on it. That, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, um, and that might, might be interesting, you know, to say, well, this is how I originally heard this song yeah. or that song. It was going to be a bit like, like this. On the record, know. it's money. Yeah. It's a gap. See, originally, Roger Roger Waters wrote, money, I love it. <laughs> money, give, me give some it more. to me. Give me some more. More, more, yeah. more, more. He sounds a bit like Bob Dylan in your <laughs> iteration. <laughs> well, you know, when you hang out with someone a lot, you, yeah. you pick up their yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thumbs down to Roger Waters doing this? Well, I just think he, I just think he just sounds unhappy and bitter and... Well, his last tour only made about 800 Yeah, million. you think, what's your fucking problem? You know, it's just like, you're just an unhappy person. Get to the root of that. Don't fucking worry about re-recording albums no one's going to listen to. 50, let's you know, go you, back 50 you at, years. You look at Gilmore, and you say, I saw some documentary about him. He lives in a massive house. He's got a lovely wife, got nice kids. You know, and he sits around dicking around with his guitar every now and again and playing Pink Floyd. He's perfectly happy. Yeah perfectly happy yeah. just do that you know yeah, yeah. No, and, see, and when he walks out the door he's dave gilmore and everyone goes, oh bloody hell you know but you see roger waters he's not depressing he's fucking depressing yeah there was a great picture on social media a couple of years ago it was dave gilmore's daughter i don't know how old she is but she looked as if she was about 16 or something and she's got a guitar on at home and she's got the guitar on, and she's obviously just you know, playing, having for standing up, electric guitar, and her dad is leaning over trying to show her, <laughs> yeah. and her face is like, oh, yeah, you know, okay. dad, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, how many people were killed to have Dave Gilmore tell them something about the guitar? But her yeah. face is a like, oh, for especially sake. if you're a dad, you know yeah, that you face, do, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, are you <laughs> leaving? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah, you're so embarrassing. Yeah. And on that bombshell. Well, on that note, yes, let's say farewell. Say farewell. Say farewell to happy Roger Waters. And <laughs> good luck to the dealer. Hope this next week in um, in the uh, social media wars goes your way. Yeah. Yeah. Mick, we're, we're, we're here. We're, we're with here. you. We're waiting. Yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. How do I stop this, Fern? 